3: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show podcast presented by Independent Roofing Systems. If you want it done right the first time, visit Independent Roofing Systems today.
2: Uh, press the button, my friend. The Out of Bounds Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Oh, good morning. Welcome in. What a uh, AFC and NFC championship game last weekend. That's why we love the sport. And it just does not get any better than the NFL. And it gave us everything we wanted last Sunday. Sipping on a couple of beers. We made some nachos and just the uh, momentum swings throughout the afternoon and evening. From the AFC and NFC Championship games. Now we got the Super Bowl with my Bengals and my Rams. Excited about that. We are the out of bounds show driven by the pre owned and new SUVs and trucks, Mack Hike and Flowwood. MacHikeflowwood.com if you're in the market for a truck or SUV. You're listening to 1059 The Zone ESPN. Our guests join us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks Guest Line. And this is the Out of Bounds Show. We welcome in our friend Steve Palazzolo, Senior Analyst, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Steve, you talked about it with us for the last few years, but uh, it was never more obvious or evident than uh, watching Joe Burrow do what he did down 21-3 to against the Chiefs. Just talk about the power of having a good quarterback and how that gives you a shot in this league that we love.
0: Yeah, I mean, first off, you can make comebacks like that. Maybe, I don't want to say easier than ever, but in a pass-first league, you've got the ability to do that. And I think, you know, you saw a guy like Joe Burrow. He didn't play a perfect game, but that's what makes him special. Even in his, you know, non-perfect game, he did, you know, fourth-quarter interception, got got away with another one that could have been intercepted. The type of guy that's just going to make plays, you know, downs. He's going to find a way to run for a first down. Did that a couple times. Uh, making big throws when needed, hanging in there, didn't matter that uh, even the Chief, even though the Chiefs didn't sack him, they were getting some pressure. He was still playing behind an offensive line that's a little weak on the interior from a pass protection standpoint and on the right side. So, um, yeah, Burroughs has uh, elevated this Bengals uh, team. Obviously, the rest of the team deserves credit as well. Uh, but I also think in this situation, this is as much, an epic collapse by the Chiefs as it was a great win by the Bengals. So, certainly, uh, the Bengals got some help on the other side with the, with the Chiefs uh, folding, you know, from what we saw offensively.
2: Hey, all right, let's hit on that. Um, there was about a six-game, seven-game stretch where Mahomes and the Chiefs couldn't figure it out in the regular season. Uh, they, We were all surprised and shocked that they were playing the way they were. Uh, then they got it you Know somewhat figured out, started rolling through the playoffs. Uh, did how surprised were you that my, as good as he was in the first half, other than the last drive? I that at the NFL level, that blows my mind that they didn't get any points going into halftime. But how surprised were you with the way he played in both the second half, how poorly he played in the second half? and in overtime, and I know it wasn't just him, but you know that's how we do this thing.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, it It was him, though. I mean, it, I've never seen that big of a stark difference, right? I mean, they. Uh, my, my colleague, uh, Eric Eager, who uh, was actually at the game, he said if you, if you look back at the first half, the Chiefs earned every potential yard that they could earn. So their first three drives, they scored touchdowns, so they got every yard possible. And then the last drive, they made it to the one, right? It's every yard possible except one in the first half. That's how efficient they were offensively. Um, and obviously, looking back, that was a turning point in the game. But I don't think anybody looked at that play at the end of the half like, well, there we go. The Chiefs just lost it. Now they're going to blow the game. Like, you just you saw a team that wasn't being stopped. And then in the second half, they were. So I thought the Bengals made some nice adjustments. They did drop eight rushers, uh, dropped Peyton to coverage a bunch, and that forced Mahomes to be patient, and he wasn't He was just not um, – he wasn't able to get through his progressions quickly enough, and then when that broke down, he was trying to do too much, holding on to it, still trying to create big plays. Uh, but it was a completely different team. I really don't think I've ever seen anything like that, and it did look like Mahomes was, was shook a little bit uh, because he was holding on to the ball took four sacks in the fourth quarter alone, including the one that would have been, you know, he had that fumble when they're trying to go for the game-winning, uh, game-time field goal. If that, if the Chiefs don't recover that, I mean, that's literally one of the worst plays in NFL history. Yes. I mean, you'd remember that forever, the fact that Mahomes held the ball uh, for nine, ten seconds on that play and fumbled it. I mean, that was that's the crazy part. His average time in the pocket on his four sacks was about eight seconds. That is I mean, that, insane that's
2: all on him. in the NFL.
0: Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So, that's, again, the chief, the Bengals are doing a pretty good job mixing up their coverages and all that stuff. But Mahomes is just there's no plan B when um, Tyrese and Kelsey got there or so, uh, are, 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 are taken away. So, maybe the second half was like a microcosm of those midseason struggle, struggles that you referenced. I think there are elements of that. Uh, but I just didn't expect it to show up like that in the second half so um my my thing with the chiefs though they could still be a dynasty they can still be the team that you need to beat every single year um even the patriots dynasty you know if you ask patriots fans was it all great for 20 years no there were ridiculous heartbreaking losses for patriots fans through the years chiefs fans are gonna have to deal with that too if they still want to win a few more championships so doesn't mean the Chiefs are done, but it was it was quite the collapse, I think, for them in the
2: second half. Uh, what do you make of – we're talking about a great coach and a great quarterback. What do you make of them not being able to adjust or not willing to adjust? I don't know what the you – know, I don't know what the communication was like on the sideline between Andy Reid and Mahomes, but what do you make of the fact that what you just told us uh, – the four sacks, the turnovers, the eight seconds running around and all of that, what do you make of them not being able to adjust and and do something positive through that time in the second half and overtime?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of it's got to be the coaching, right? Because I mentioned the Bengals were dropping eight into coverage a lot. And, and the thing about the Chiefs this year, when they were going through that slump, you could actually look at this team that had Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Hill and Travis Kelsey and their and and say the strength of their team was actually the offensive line for a majority of of, of this season with Orlando Brown and Joe Tooney and T- Creed Humphrey, the, the rookie, like the guys that they brought in, Trey Smith and the SEC. So they they can run the ball. Like they actually run the ball really well. They run block really well. All of those offseason moves that they made to protect Patrick Mahomes actually also gave them one of the better run-blocking offensive lines. That would be the other part of the second half where based off the way the Bengals are playing it, you don't have to chuck it around. You know me, I love to, I love to throw the ball, but I love to have answers to what the defense is, is throwing at you. And I think, the, I think the Chiefs could have run a little bit more effectively or more often in the second half. So I think that starts from the top, and it puts a little bit less pressure on Mahomes, especially when you start to see the way he's pressing. I don't know why he's pressing, you know, up two scores for the majority of the second half, but he was pressing and he was off. And um, it's also a fine line. I mean, there was a bunch of just third down stops by the Bengals, a sack here and there, an incompletion here and there, that got the Bengals off the field. So it's not like it's disastrous execution, but it's just the nature of football. And the the Chiefs, um, they have to have more answers as far as what defenses are throwing at them. And, again, just to – I'm going to compare them to the Patriots just because it's the closest proxy to what the Chiefs are. The Patriots were able to sustain success for 20 years because they could always adjust to the league or they could reload or whatever it might have been. And so the Chiefs are are going to be battling that if they want to stay on top.
2: Oh, and the uh, history tells us they won't, right? Because it's only one team that's been able to do what the Patriots did for 20 years.
0: Yeah, and and now you have I mean the Patriots had some some competition, right? It was in the middle of Peyton Manning and the Colts and Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Phillip Rivers was there. I mean they 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 had competition, but yeah, the AFC is becoming loaded. Obviously, with you know everybody we have talked about, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and uh, all of the good young quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson. They're all in the AFC, so yeah, it's it's going to be a challenge. But I do think the Chiefs, as long as they have. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Till, Travis Kelsey. They'll be in the mix, and they'll be, you know, right there in that AFC Championship game, potentially. But it's a, it's a fine line between that and, uh, and winning those Super Bowl titles. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
2: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious
3: prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward,
2: prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Senior analyst, pro football focus, Steve Palazzo on the Out of Bounds show and the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line, pff.com. What? So are we? Uh, are we giving Joe Burrow enough credit? I mean, I understand all the hype leading. You know, we've got a long time before a week from this Sunday. Um, And it's the biggest sporting event in North America. But, um, I mean, you're right there, Steve. You're in Cincinnati. Y'all are all over every quarterback, every snap. Um, I mean, could this guy be some kind of combo of uh, Montana, Elway, and Brady? I mean, you know, th- he can do it all, and he's. I-, I still think we sleep on his athleticism.
0: Steve? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's going to start getting proper credit. I think you, you see the quotes that Joe Burrow has, that he, he exudes confidence. So there, there is, I hate to parrot anybody to, certainly not to Brady, but Montana and all that stuff, but there are just elements of, that, of Burrow's game where that is the case, right? Where you just, again, even on his... Not his best day. You just believe he's going to find a way to uh, put his team in position to win. And and he's been so good, whether it was at LSU, going through the college football playoff, going through the SEC, with the Bengals in these elimination games down the stretch to win the division. Morrow just continues to step up, right? I mean, he's he's accurate. uh, He's mobile enough right he, he, can, he can he can certainly move around the pocket but he can pick up yards with his legs again as we saw the other day so i think he's got he does have all of that so now his next step is going to be let's avoid the negative plays the sacks that have uh, probably been a little bit too high this year a lot of those generally on the quarterback even if you're under pressure with the offensive line the quarterback can do a better job of getting rid of the ball okay so yeah that's something Burrow can get better at but as far as throwing the ball up to 20 yards, Burrow's as good as it gets as far as timing and accuracy. Yeah, down the field, he's he's gotten so much better this year versus last year. Thank you, Jamar Chase. So, yeah, Burrow, he's in that, I think he's in that next, you know, echelon. I, I, I've always said, who are the next quarterbacks when the Bradys and Breezes and all those guys retire? I think Burrow, Herbert, I mean, they, they firmly established themselves as you know that next group in that top five, top eight, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, Burrow, he'll get He'll
2: get plenty of credit over the next few weeks, especially if they fall off the win against those. Yeah. Uh, we're talking Joe Burrow with Steve Palazzo. Right, should we rethink what we thought of him? And 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 here's, all right. I mean, Andrew Luck was the thing ever as a product. I mean, at the end of the day, should we step back and rethink and say, okay, Not only was Burrow a better prospect, and we missed a little bit, but he's a better player, or he can be. He is starting to play his way into being a better player than Andrew Luck. Are you hell no with that? Where are you with that? Me throwing that out there?
0: No, I I think Andrew Luck had elements of his game early on where it was like, okay, there's something special about him. He can elevate his teammates, but he wasn't he wasn't playing luck never played at the level that maybe he was hyped up to play at until maybe year five or six of his career um, which was you know right before he retired so I thought by the time Andrew Luck left the stats may not have shown it but he was starting to play at that extremely high level Burrow's getting there much quicker Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what this does you know looking back as far as prospect status but I, I will say it, it is interesting when you look at the best quarterbacks of all time, and there's so few of them who were, like, the anointed one from start to finish, right? The John Elway was, was kind of that player. Peyton was kind of that player. Luck was that player. But the real best of all time quarterbacks, whether it's a Brady a Rodgers, a Brees, Montana, Marino, like, all of those guys dealt with something either they were late around picks or Marino had a bad final year or whatever it was. I mean Burrow didn't win the job at Ohio State. I I really think there's something to these guys that battle adversity and then come out of it. And I don't know how you predict that. I and mean, even Mahomes it wasn't like Mahomes was the slam dunk prospect coming out of Texas Tech. He had all the highlight reel stuff, but it's like, man, you can't even play from the pocket. You hate play from the pocket. Well Mahomes started to do that better overall until Sunday. Um, so, it is interesting to me in quarterback analysis that the human element of overcoming something, which maybe a Trevor Lawrence hasn't had to do as much of, or an Andrew Luck didn't have to do as much of, you know, they were like the wire-to-wire number one picks. Rivera wasn't that guy. He emerged at LSU and just took this massive step forward. And maybe, I think, looking back, you say, okay, give me the guy that's had to fight through something. Yes because that's going to help him more in the long run.
2: Okay, would you take – this is easy. I mean, it's not easy. But now that we can kind of look back and we see what, what Burrow did this year, who would you take, Burrow or Andrew Luck?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to completely overrate or underrate Andrew Luck. I'd probably take Burrow at this point because he's, he's, he's achieved it in year two. But I'll, I'll say this, too we've seen a lot of quarterbacks peak in year two not peak but have incredible year twos
2: like carson Uh, Wentz.
0: carson Wentz, right carson wentz lamar jackson uh mahomes still his best season was year two not that he's massively regressed but this year he did take a step back um so it doesn't mean that it's always going to be this like upward trend all the time i always joke it's not madden where you just get a couple points of of great, overall great every year and we get better and better and better and better. It's just not the reality. So um so you always have to be careful with that. Wentz was declared as the next great one and so is Lamar, all that stuff. So you just have to be careful with that stuff. But yeah, I just I love what Burrow brings to the table. Uh have a lot of faith in him and I'm excited to see what he can do too once the uh Bengals get a little bit better up front as well.
2: Okay. I still think we're sleeping on his athleticism, but um all right, Steve Palazzo, PFF. That's so
0: a good part of his game. You saw, you saw that at LSU too. He faced a lot of pressure at LSU. He did. He was thrown to those great receivers. He picked up yards on the ground when needed and had good pocket presence. So it is, a, it's a huge part of Burrow's game.
2: Look, I was at the national championship game. I mean, th- it wasn't going their way early. He and he, uh, he brought right. the ball down once and and just you know split the difference on Clemson in their defense. And I was like, whoa. Um,
0: it's just deceiving for whatever reason. Fast. I, I remember thinking that game was just so fast, like NFL speed. And then eventually it slowed down from borrowing and It was great. That's Bye, right.
2: Guys. That's exactly right. The first quarter and a half was a, was a struggle for, for LSU. Steve Palazzo on the bucked up energy drinks, guest line, Blake, Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Yeah, Steve. So you kind of mentioned this, and we've hit around this uh, on the show, but not done a deep dive. So Brady retiring is kind of the last of what was an era, a generation, a window, so to speak. And for people my age, like 30 to 35-ish, that you know, we pretty much don't know anything other than Brady and then like the Manning, Breeze, Rivers, Roethlisberger era, that kind of group, right? So those are all gone. Yep. They're all gone, okay? And we kind of had a lull where we didn't bring quite as many in to to be like – there's there's only like an Aaron Rodgers, a, a Russell Wilson at that age. So this next core group, so like the Dak Prescotts and backwards in terms of age, can you give me like who you think we'll be looking at in 10 years or 15 years yep. going, oh, this is the – Brady, Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning era. Now it's the X Y Z names era. Mm. Who, who who are those names for you?
0: Yeah, I mean this was it's interesting because I didn't know, you know, we didn't have we didn't know who those guys were going to be. Like even if, even two years ago, you didn't know if a Josh Allen or a Joe Burrow would really be a part of that. But um, I still think Mahomes is is the pinnacle of those guys that we've seen of the next generation. Um, if Deshaun Watson ever comes back. You know, probably his name's in that conversation. Dak is in the conversation. You know, as far as, I, again, I always use that top eight quarterback cutoff. I think I think Dak's in that mix. Burrow, Herbert, and Josh Allen will all be there. Um, Kyla Murray, I think, will be in there. Uh, well, honestly, you know, Stafford's at the tail end of his career, presumably, but he's still 33 or whatever he is. I mean, he's not that old, so... He could be in that mix now. I don't think Stafford was a top ten quarterback for his last generation, but he might be for this one. Russ, too, you know, at the, as they're as they're a little bit older. But um, I, I think it's I think Mahomes and Allen look like they might be the two guys that you that, that carry the group, and then you and then you get that, yeah, uh, you know, you, Herbert and Burrow could get in there, and Dak could get in there, and and that's and that's your bunch of guys. Lamar Jackson, I think, is still is still in that mix. And uh, I'm still waiting to see if Trevor could be, can be that guy. It, the more you hear about Jacksonville and what that situation looks like, the more it's like, man, i got to give that guy a pass. Yeah. Because he's still a special talent. But you've got to give him a pass, I think. Because the, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know if you work in a bad working environment over there. or anything, but <laughs> If you've ever been in a bad working environment, it's tough to develop your skills. You know, uh-huh. not that you're going to call out your boss or anything, but it's tough to develop your skills. And so that's how I feel about Trevor Lawrence.
2: Uh, or or Daniel Jones. I mean, he, even, you know, Mara blamed himself. We've done the worst possible job we could do yeah. to help this young man, right?
0: I mean, I know true. he's not th-
2: on Trevor Lawrence talent, but, but he has some skills, right? But when you don't put anything around some of these guys or you're so dysfunctional and your culture is so rotten, hell, it doesn't matter who you are, right, Steve? You can't be successful.
0: You're just not getting a clean evaluation. Yeah. Of the uh, of the player, and and those are those are formative years. Your first three years in the NFL, right? You're, you're supposed to learn a lot, and you're supposed to, you know, get used to the NFL. I, I don't know if Daniel Jones comes out of it, but you could also look back and say, certainly, everything offensively did not put him in position to succeed those first three years in the NFL.
2: Yeah, Steve Palazzolo on the Out of Bounds Show. Steve, we got a minute and a half. We're talking about all these QBs that you just referenced, those top eight. Of course, Dak will be in the top five when Sean Payton joins the Cowboys because he'll elevate him, but we'll get into that later. Um, But just uh, real quick, hit on the fact that coaches are not suffocating their quarterback talent anymore, where in the game of football, it felt like they did for decades.
0: You see where I'm going? Yeah, here's the, here's the line I always remember. When Michael Vick got drafted, I remember reading the headline, like, Michael Vick's going to run the West Coast offense. It's like, what? You just drafted Michael Vick, and you're going to try to turn him into Joe Montana or Steve Young and, and pl- have him play within structure? You know, the NFL has gone away from that a little bit this last decade or so, played to the uh, skill set of quarterbacks, stolen from the college game more than they probably had in, in years past, and, and that's all a good thing. So, yeah, we're seeing uh, better quarterback development, but also uh, I think coaches adjusting to the fact that, hey, it's a pass-first league, and the NFL made it a pass-first league. They've made the rules, you know, more favorable for throwing the ball, and I think, you know, coaches have done a much better job of adjusting to
2: that. We'll leave it there. It's so good, though, the product. I mean, I know the first weekend let us down, but, man, the last two were so good. I mean, this game is – Last six games. Were uh-huh.
0: just unbelievable all the way down to the end.
2: Unbelievable. I mean, that's why the NFL is so dang good. All right. Uh, all right. So hold on. I got 30 seconds. What are you doing this weekend? I mean, no football. What, what's going on?
0: Probably watch the senior bowl and then, uh, yeah, going <laughs> to relax. I don't know. Hang out with the kids. Okay. Wish that spring training wish, was, was actually going to happen. Uh, uh-huh. you know,
2: I love it. But, uh, yeah, it's weird.
0: I'm going to. Sunday afternoon naps are back on the table. Uh, you darn cool. right.
2: All right. Old man over here. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good weekend. See you, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. PFF.com. Senior analyst. He's got the podcast. And they break it all down for you. It's a super cool site. Steve Palazzolo on the uh, Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Don't forget that Mud Bugs is slinging crawfish. They're ready for you. Mudbugs, Mudbugs, two locations in Rankin County. And uh, it's a great time to pair your crawfish with a Modelo or a Corona Premier. Uh, Great crawfish, shrimp, and uh, I'm telling you, they've got some great food outside the crawfish and shrimp on the the menu at Mudbugs. We'll have, uh, if he gets up, we'll have Dave Bartou.